Welcome to the Defending Your Diva podcast, cast, cast, cast. I'm David Davila. And I am Danny Hidalgo. And this is the podcast where we defend our divas to the death, girl. A lot happened this week. Did you watch the VMAs? I didn't watch them, but I did. No, but I did like see the performances and stuff. Well, that's the same that's thing. I, yeah, that's, that's all the VMAs is, is performances. Anyway. Yeah, I never, no I never really, like, watched them. Online. Well, what else is there? Like, people accepting awards, I guess. Blah, blah, blah. Right, exactly. I don't care um, about that. But the VMAs, they did it from, not from home, but they did it, like, sequestered. I guess they had a studio. I'd be really curious to know how they shot it because it looked super cool. It looked like a real award show. Yeah, didn't they film it in like different studios? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just filmed it in different studios. Yeah, and then um, they like patched it together, I guess. And patched it together. But honestly, that's I think that's going to be the standard for the rest of the year. That's how they're going to have to do the Oscars. That's how they're going to have to do the Emmys. Uh, yeah, I think it's a we'll great see. idea rather than Zoom, which looks like everyone's no, tired of Zoom. I know. Everyone's freaking tired of Zoom. Even like actors are getting tired of like doing Zoom plays Yeah, no, stuff. actors are, not, are so sick of Zoom. Like um, most of my friends are, which is not like specifically good for my friends' work, work ethics, but like they're like tired of even like submitting like for like Zoom, like because it's just like hard to get into it. It's hard to feel like inspired, you know, with that. Totally, people are 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 zoomed out. They're tired of it. It feels like work, but not. You know, at least when you're an actor, you can be like, oh, but I love the work. I just love doing the work. But I don't think Zoom. I don't think Zoom a lot yeah. like lends itself it's to hard. that. So it literally just feels like work. It's so. like, you know, me as an actor, whenever I've done a play, my favorite, one of, well, one of my favorite days is always like the first day when we get to go to the theater. I'm oh. always like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yes. agree, agree. <laughs> and our, like, um, agree. And our guest today is Charles Barksdale, who yes. um, is an actor, uh, of course, I from Broadway's singer. Sister Act. And yes. um, I'm sure he can, he's been doing a lot of that Zoom acting lately, so he probably has a lot to say on that. He can chime in on that too later. So we're going to talk about Brandy's verses. She just released a, her seventh studio album last month. She's also received, she's having a big revival right now because of Moesha. We're going to talk all about that. And of course, we're going to talk about Cinderella. And Good time anything. to be Brandy. But hey, we were we were right. Uh, we were absolutely right about the VMAs. Uh, Gaga, Lady Gaga and The Weeknd and Ariana Grande cleaned up uh, just like we predicted they would. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's not... A, nobody was really surprised nobody by that. Nobody was surprised <laughs> by that. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, they had snubbed Dua Lipa, even though she's the quarantine queen. They, snub, they snubbed her. They only gave her that one nomination. Uh, can't even remember. For editing in a something music yeah, or something. But she cool. ended up winning that one. <laughs> yeah. So she did win a VMA uh, from her one nomination. I can't believe they left her off. She's been, have, she has the best videos of the last yeah, few it's years. Crazy. It's insane. Um, but the weekend, you know, it, 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 I thought it was really exciting. Some people thought it was lame. They're like, you can't fake us out with these fake VMAs. But I, I, I for I mean, watching listen, Zoom this whole time, I, think, yeah. I really appreciated it personally. And you have to like take what you can get at this point. I think oh, that, that my, that's my sex well, life. Well, it's right true. There. I mean, you you can't really you're like it's not an option to have it at like Radio City Music Hall like they usually do. So like. I felt like that was the next best thing, you know? So I'm happy with it. Well, actually, they could. I mean, what's the difference between a studio versus Radio City? Well, they're not, allow- and- well, they're not allowed to, though, I'm saying. Like, we can't gather in thousands yet. Well, right. I mean, with- they can't have an audience. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. 
Which makes sense then, because why would you pay for Radio City if you could just film it in one of your studios at MTV? Right, exactly. Yeah, but I, I thought it was really interesting, and they gave us some. Gaga did that long, like fifteen-minute uh, medley. That was oh, yeah, so it was like cool. ten minutes. It was like ten minutes long. Yeah, it was. That was which really I think they cool. said they said that that song um, is it nine one one. Yeah, um, it's gonna be the next uh, single. That's a great single. You know, what's funny is when we all first heard... Like, when we all first heard Chromatica, I feel like we were like, this would be a great album if it were released in 2010. But <laughs> I kept listening to it, and um, it really grew on me. I really, I think I really like Chromatica. I've always liked it. I, I, I'm, a little, um, I'm a little reluctant about that single choice, only because I think that most people really like the song more so because of the transition into the song than the song itself. Well, honestly, um, those transitions... So this is, this is... And this is a good point to bring up um, our next uh, uh, little featurette that we're going to do, but this brings up a good point. This is the difference, but what we were talking about last week about Katy Perry being a singles artist and just gathering up a bunch of singles to create an album versus Lady Gaga being an album artist and trying to create, like, a full experience from beginning to end. But, like, Chromatica, you can listen to it from beginning to end, and it is those little... Uh, interludes and the orchestrations that, and she takes you on kind of like a, a emotional journey. Chromatica to me during quarantine, that's what we needed. We didn't need singles. We needed, we needed an album. We needed an emotional release. Yeah. I mean, I've, if it were up to me, I probably would have chosen um, Babylon as the sing, as the next. That's just like my favorite song from the album. Oh, just that's it, just kind of a Vogue rip off. Yeah, but it's so good. <laughs> well, Vogue uh, is good. Battle for your life, Babylon. <laughs> Love it. I uh, really like that song too that she did with Elton John. That that was good. That's a good song for 2010. Yeah, it's more of a like an event song though. It it's kind of like that song that you yeah. you listen to it not necessarily because it's a great song, but just because it's like Elton John and Lady Gaga together. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like an event. Which brings up the next featurette. We are going to start. You guys have heard of book clubs and Oprah's book club, etc. Um, we are going to start a book club basically here at Defending Your Diva, but it won't be with books. No, it won't be with books. Instead, we are going to look at some classic albums by some of our favorite divas but actually me and danny we're gonna start by looking at some divas that actually aren't our favorites that we don't know as much about and we're going to listen to well, some of their specific, classic albums yeah specific albums that we don't know we may we may really like the diva but may not necessarily be super familiar with the album i don't know how we'll choose them but we're gonna be choosing albums one week and then we'll listen to them over the week and we'll come back the next week and discuss them so we're starting it we're calling it defending your diva vinyl club and uh we're going to be listening to some classics. So the first one up on our docket is going to be Donna Summer. I, uh, I, I'm a casual consumer her. of Donna Summer. Like, I know all her songs. We all know her songs. Well, but I know, I've never her, listened. I know all of her hits. Yeah. yeah, we know her hits. I've never listened to a Donna Summer album from beginning to end. So this will be... I don't think I have either. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to start with her 1977 album, I Remember Yesterday which features the hit, I Feel Love. So yeah, we'll check it out. Uh, we'll listen to it. And two weeks from now, we'll give ourselves two weeks to sit down, dim the lights, light a candle, or put on our disco bell, disco balls. One of my favorite and, uh, Donna Summer songs, Dim All the Lights. <laughs> exactly. if you ever, by the way, if you ever, she has a live version that she did on a, uh, I think the album was like live and more encore. I think that's what it was. It came out like the in the late 90s. Um, but she originally wrote that song for Rod Stewart. 
and she oh. did a live version where she performed it the way that she wrote it for him and it is so cool it's got like, okay, like we'll nice have to, i'll have to listen to that too while i'm yeah i'll send you the link here. after um it has like this nice sort of like country folky twang it's Ooh. amazing She's, and she sounds incredible Cool. Well, then two weeks from now, we're going to discuss that. We're going to talk all about that, gab about that. And um, in the meantime, uh, we should we should go ahead and, and bring on our guest. Uh, yes. I, I want to talk about Miley Cyrus because she went viral this week. But, okay. uh, <laughs> but I also uh, want to bring on our guest and let him chime in on some of these things. Our special guest this week is Charles Boxdale. He's a Texas boy living in New York. Uh, you might know him if you ever saw the musical Sister Act. He played TJ, I believe is a character, and did a great job with that. Also a very successful reality, reality television show producer, love and hip-hop. He's He was on the show uh, when... Cardi B was a nobody, so uh, he probably has inside stories about Cardi B, and we're I want to hear very, very excited to welcome special guest Charles Barksdale. Charles, hey, hello, <laughs> hi, how's it going? Oh my god, it's so going so good. So for those of you who don't know, because you don't know me, uh, Charles Barksdale is like my best friend in the world for Literally. years and years. We went to college together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, welcome to the podcast, Charles. You're here to defend Brandy, yeah, yeah. Uh, specifically Brandy's riffs. I mean, the cheesy in, <laughs> in Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, <laughs> golden age classical musical, and she uh, she gave it a little postmodern contemporary feel. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But what did you think? Did you see the clips of Miley Cyrus's interview this week? I didn't Charles? see all the clips. I actually only saw the one clip where. Uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> like, they yeah. just do all the same things. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's how I think when I watch your shit. All the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she read him to... I need film. to watch that interview. She burned... She bur- it's a two-hour-long interview, and she talks in depth about her life, her drug addiction, her alcoholism, um, um, being controlled, like the way Britney Spears is, you know, yeah. controlled. Uh, uh, Gaining independence. She talks about her her love life, her ex husbands, her sex life, her kinks. Like she goes in, All right. and she reads Joe Rogan to. I'm build. here for it. <laughs> it was I'm here amazing. for it. I listen. I've never really been like a Miley fan to begin with. Just maybe because the teeny bopper Hannah Montana. I'm not gonna lie. I was right. a hater. Okay, like I'm not. Well, well, let me tell you because you and I were both in college when she was doing her teen show and when you're college age you're not you're not considering I was a <laughs> no but you're right yeah she was like she was doing we were not so, like, that my age kids. yeah but it was the same yeah the same with me because I was in that age I was I'm a little bit younger than you guys but I was still when Hannah Montana came out I was like just old enough to where I was like starting to become like too cool for Disney yeah, Channel, too you know? cool. So, <laughs> so like I never, I never really got into like the Hannah Montana. But literally, my friends who are like only like three or four years younger than me, like, and like I was against like all those divas yeah. that like Demi and Selena and all this like the new age of like teeny boppers. And I was like, none of them have like real talent, and it's just like all the smoke and mirrors of the music industry. And so I was like not into it. And then I was like, okay, well Demi Lovato can like actually sing after a while. Demi Lovato can actually sing. Yeah, Selena Gomez can't sing, but she can freaking write songs. She wrote all those songs that are hits. And she certainly can't That's sing. For her. Actually, I heard a song recently with Selena Gomez like on the radio because you know, I've been driving around and I've been listening to the radio. 
Her albums are well. Amazing. Yeah, she's got like good like bops. Like there's songs like you know usually when I'm like on the train, I'm like, ooh yeah, I want to be good for you too. Like I'm like, but like, <laughs> but like I heard some new song and I was like, who is this? And I look at the screen and it says Selena yeah. Gomez and I'm like, she's singing in high yeah. voice. What is this about? That's that's the story of my relationship with Selena Gomez too. It's the the story is me putting up the Shazam. What's yeah. this? And then realizing it's Selena Gomez and feeling like okay, I guess I've got to accept Selena Gomez into my As, life. Yeah. Into my, uh, <laughs> I, I like that. I really like that song of hers where I don't even think the chorus is actual lyrics. I just know it's her going like. Mm-mm, oh mm-mm, yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> that, I like that. Yeah. yeah, I like I like that. Let's one. have you just not sing. <laughs> oh shit, that's. Literally, just like mm, 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 mm. love that mm. song. Yeah, that's an old Donna Summer trick too. So uh, she's borrowing from some of the greats. Well, Donna Summer can really sing though. Oh, Donna Summer yeah, can sing. Yeah, porcelain yeah, Lena. Yeah, but Demi Lovato can actually really sing, but her, she doesn't have the the, the good songs. Right. Selena Gomez has the good songs, but she can't actually sing. Yeah. Miley Cyrus though. She can sing. Yeah, my yeah. She has her thing. I mean, like, and that's, listen, like, when it comes to star quality and star power, I always say, it's all about, like, sounding, like, immediately when you hear yourself, you hear the singer, you immediately know that it's that singer. And that kind of what makes it a star. Whether you love it or you yeah. hate it, they're it, indeniably recognizable immediately. Yeah. You're like, oh, that person's a star. So I hear Britney Spears. Like, people are like, okay, she's not the best singer. Mind you, mind you, when Britney came out when she was 16, everyone was like, ooh, this little white girl. She could, she could sing 16. at that point. She was, like, yeah. really good for, like, a good way. And she used to riff in her first album. Go back, listen to it. We're not yeah, Britney. She, no, she used to be able to sing. <laughs> oh, well, there's tons of, like, YouTube videos videos of like Britney, uh-huh. boy how Britney's voice has changed the, and the yeah. thing that yeah, no yeah. one wants to address about Britney is that she had vocal nodes that I think actually burst and where it became unfixable mm. and they continued to use her as a puppet after that um, well her voice was manufactured pretty much but she used to sit I mean we don't actually have proof with it guy I just want to be clear I don't actually have like physical proof that 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 she had oh, vocal yeah. notes. But that is a theory out there that I, I believe because you can listen to her, like what got her her record contract. She's singing Whitney Houston, like this little yeah. white girl yeah. singing Whitney Houston, and she sounds True, great. Yeah. And then she goes to be, she goes, there's videos of her where she's singing and she, like even Happy Birthday, and it sounds yeah. great. And Happy then all of a sudden her voice drops out. Yeah. And it just drops <laughs> out. Yeah. She loses control of her vocal cords, her, well, her, even her in voice. That clip of her like in Star Star Search when she was like eight. I was she was like had for I don't care. I don't care. I was like, totally. good. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, that spells out like that is. Totally, yeah. Notes. Well, I think her voice also wasn't like wasn't Britney's original singing voice. Like it was a lot deeper, wasn't it? Than I think they. I don't she even. Was like, like I don't think she's no, no. Broadway belter. Right, but I don't think she was ever like a soprano. <laughs> no. Like they tried to. She make was definitely not. Soprano. She had a uh, uh, a <laughs> career also. as a child actress in off Broadway. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was in Ruthless. Her, she's in her Ruthless. and Natalie Portman both understudied. Wait yeah. for it, Laura Bell Bundy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, but Laura Bell Bundy is oh yeah, Laura Bell Bundy. Don't get me wrong, Laura Bell Bundy is the tits, but like Britney and uh, Natalie she are like international show. like household names, and like you know, yeah. show can't tell. Bro- you know what? Actually, Laura Bell Bundy never got her due as a comic actress. She needed a variety show. That's she what she really needed. Did. Well, I think she was she was too busy trying to like be a country singer. She did try to do the country singer route. Uh, like she tried to be like yeah. propel herself to like 
mainstream she, might be the country yeah, but, route and then maybe taking this Swift yeah. thing going like pop country and then it was just like she had a, a i think one minor country hit that charted yeah love love you let me down let me down <laughs> yeah. let me, i remember that yeah song. actually if you remember go watch the like cmt awards or maybe it was the cma and oh, like she's yeah. out there she's in pink and it's cowboys and there's all this like lights and free food going on and everyone in the audience is just like big old production the- uh, <laughs> Trace Atkins, they cut to Trace Atkins, and you're just like, the shit is going on on the stage. Today. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know how there. You know, but yeah. she was also, that was the era that be, uh, where women almost disappeared from country radio completely after the di- post Dixie oh, Chicks. Yeah. There was like a mo- like almost no women on country radio for a good span of like eight yeah. years. Yeah, I think and, the only one, uh, the only big one was like Carrie mm-hmm. Underwood. Carrie Underwood and Taylor they Swift and Taylor Swift even oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah it was it was she came to it at the wrong yeah. time yeah no, no yeah, too difficult for shame. her but you know I, I'll always give me some more about Bunny Herdu anyway back kind of- she still could have a variety show I would if I was an HBO you know executive I'd be like you you'll give me a you know a variety you know, I always show wanted for her I wanted a, a a sitcom from her like uh, and I think we talked with Carly no with Carly Gibson not Ben with Carly Gibson I said Carly Ray not Carly Ray Jepson Carly Gibson Carly Gibson from yeah and she she has a TV show on TBS and like and she's killing it and it's hilarious and it's really funny and what's the name of the show well she's embracing her Broadway a little more now so hopefully the guest book carly gibson show of course it's called the guest book on tbs oh i have to check it out she's a comic yeah genius. it's she's a comic genius and she's hilarious and i've always and said you starred in a in a something with her off broadway well Kim i didn't Bryan. star in it she was a star <laughs> <laughs> i'll put the eye problem let's be clear <laughs> oh fat cam david yeah. you loved that i remember it's you so like, learning about that like you were yeah it's so what's good her name? what's her name was in that too uh, i forget that she was in frozen and if then ryan oh yeah ryan redman ryan. yeah she was in yeah, yeah, she remember, was in yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, when it changed to okay. everyone in that cast. Every one of my show, every one of my cast. friends who saw the original production of that, like, loved it. Um, I it think was a, it, yeah, it was a big hit. Yeah, yeah. And then they changed I, it to what about, was it gi- gi- gigantic? Yeah, they changed it to gigantic. gigantic. Yeah. yeah. And it lost yeah. a little bit of the pizzazz, but um, the original Off Broadway Fat Camp was so fucking good. Yeah, my friends all saw the original off and they all like loved it. They were like, "Bring the show!" We was like, lit. Right now. That's what everybody so... said. Like, they saw the show. Yeah. They're like, "Um, this show, if anything, says fat people can sing <laughs> and dance and do splits." Yeah, it's true. I remember like opening night, uh, like just where I was choreographed to like just twerk hard to whoever's sitting right there. And the theater we're in, like, literally, there's four inches between the stage and someone's face. And opening night, I was just like. Gabourey Zidabay got all my junk all up in her face that night. It was I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be twerking in front of Precious tonight. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, She's done pretty good for Uh, herself, too. They should have a cast, they should have made a cast recording of that. A lot of people really liked it. Yeah, it was really good. We did like a a concept album, like to try to get it picked up, but you know, we didn't really go anywhere with that. (sighs) That totally should have gone to Broadway. Or at least it should have had a more commercial run. Carly and um, Laura Bell Bundy need to have a sitcom together where they like play sisters because they like oh, yeah. kind of look alike. And Laura's like a bit taller, you know, and like kind of. And they're both comic geniuses. Comic it would be so good. Genius. Like I have never 
cried from laughing so hard in a rehearsal room than any five minutes I spent with Carly Gibson. That she is goddamn ridiculous. Like she's so funny. Um, and like literally her whole life walking around is like a goddamn sitcom. Uh, if you want to laugh, go to YouTube and look up Carly Gibson's um, Shamrock Shake story. <laughs> oh my God. I will not ruin it for you here, but please just go, just go do, just do yourself a favor and do that. It is the best thing. I have ever seen. Look that up. Um, the pr- um, production like bought us all Shamrock shakes from McDonald's, like when they came out again. And she's like, "Nope, I won't do it. I won't do it." And then we're like, "Why?" And then she's like, "Go watch the video." And then I watched it, and I could not. I could not have another Shamrock shake, and it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. I'll just let. I'll just leave that there. What, what were we even talking about? Like divas. Oh, recognizable voices. Oh my God, how do we go? <laughs> Miley Cyrus, she's got that. I can't even do it, but she talk like this. I'm my God, I'm Miley Cyrus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, you sounded so like, close. I don't even know. That's so <laughs> it wasn't like, it didn't sound anything like her. But <laughs> no, it was, her new it song was... is so good. I'm super stoked for the album, if it's anything like that song. Yeah, the well. Midnight Sky. <laughs> We shall see. Yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, yeah, you hear Miley and you know it's Miley. Any of these girls nowadays, like, you know it's them. I never really know who Selena Gomez is, though. So that's why I'm like, why is she famous? (laughs) (laughs) Well, she was another one that she, like, got famous from the Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah, she had a Disney show, and she's just really hot. Guys liked her a lot. So, oh, she's—I mean, no, yeah, she's stunningly yeah, gorgeous. She's really stunningly I mean, beautiful. She's a tech. She's a. There's two Texas Latinas, uh, uh, Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez, and they're both. Yeah, actually, no. I mean, let, let me tell you my Demi, my two Demi Lovato thing again, because I was like not a fan of Demi Lovato before at all, and then Corey Weaver, a good friend of mine, um, <laughs> one of my besties, um, was like. Um, all about Demi Lovato. And I thought this one, I thought she was a screamer and a yeller and like, I didn't care. But he was telling me that like Kelly Clarkson was her idol and that she went to a Kelly Clarkson concert like in Dallas and like won some kind of competition to be able to go on stage and sing with her. And she was like, oh my God, you're my idol. Like you're the reason I'm a singer and blah, blah, blah. Like love you so much. Like, um, and I have an audition next week with Nickelodeon or Disney Channel or whatever it was. And she's like, well, I hope you get it. Cause you're like amazing. Like nine-year-old Demi Lovato, like on stage singing with Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> and, um, and Kelly Clarkson's like, yeah, well, I hope you get it. And then like, she got it and became Demi Lovato. <laughs> like, right. was incredible. And then my other Demi- She looks story. really good lately too. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. Um, and then my other uh, Demi story is um, Ryan Tedder. I don't know if you know Ryan Tedder. He's like- Yeah, everyone he's knows from one, one Republic. One Republic, exactly. He's like and well, he's also, he's, he's even bigger as a producer, yeah. Yeah. A, way bigger as a producer. And like, yeah, he's worked with literally everybody from Beyonce to Adele to Celine. Taylor to like Swift, Kelly Clarkson. Taylor Swift, everybody. He's written everything, tracked everybody, like recorded everybody. And he was talking about Demi and uh, he compared, well, he said, to, he said this. He said, Adele, when you um, hear someone like you, on the radio, Adele did that in one take. She came in, she sang it, did it all in one take, and then that was it. And then she went back and tracked like harmonies and stuff. And he says, of everyone I've ever worked with, with all the celebrities I've ever worked with, only one other person who's come in and done that in one take, and that is Demi Lovato. I was like, damn, okay, so I guess I have with to like song? her. With which song? I think with which. I don't song? know which song, but I just know that story. Leah Salonga does that too. Give it props to Leah yeah, Salonga. I know that. I know that they also said that what's her name did it. Did her um, uh, Mariah Carey sang "We Belong, we belong together, together" in one and take. I believe one take. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have to um, sidebar here. Do you guys watch those two twins that on YouTube and all they do is react to videos? No. Mm. <laughs> No. 
Okay, you have to go look up these two twins. Put like uh, Google twins react to um, uh, Phil Collins or, or uh, yeah. Anyway, they're super. <laughs> you're gonna go down a rabbit hole of these two guys discovering music for the first time because uh, they're these two these two black like identical twins. Yeah, and they grew up. up in the. Oh yeah, they they grew up like in the church and they didn't their parents didn't let them have phones or listen to anything but gospel music. Oh, so wow. they don't know any of this music. And they're oh listening God. to these That's like Tony uh, Braxton songs. and Katy Perry. I will always love you. Songs. Yeah, they listen to these songs like literally for the first time. And what's cool about it is it's like you're listening to it for the first time through them and their reaction. And it's so cool. Killing me so, softly, smells like teen spirit. Yeah, they react to these songs and it's just cool because they love music so much. Wow. All right. Well, it's like my new obsession. I'm it, yeah, it really makes you smile. It really puts you in a good mood watching their videos. I highly recommend it. But they just did a We Belong Together. They had never heard. The only way they knew Mariah Carey was that she was married to Nick Cannon. <laughs> oh, God. Like, oh, that's, that's Nick Cannon's uh, uh, old girl, right? I never <laughs> thought that that would be Mariah's claim to fame. That, you, that, be Nick's claim to that fame sounds like they were raised in a cult, well, in a bunker, underground somewhere. <laughs> if they don't know Mariah Carey. Like. Nick Cannon's made a good career for himself without Mariah. No, he Mariah. has a good career, yeah. but like, he has he a really, really good grow up around like his... Time, as a producer, then... as a host, comedian. Well, right, but I'm saying like as a as a as a celebrity, like who is a performer. There's, right. There's a few things that like had you missed it, you may have just not known. Totally, right. that's true. Um, he's like he a just super got canceled, producer though. now. He just got he's canceled. What? He just got canceled. Oh right, because didn't yeah. Some I, I saw. That. He got like half canceled. I, I don't think he was full canceled. It was like half well, canceled. Well, I don't really feel like it's very. I think it's he'll very be back rare. It's very rare that any celebrity gets like completely canceled nowadays. Some do. Uh, no, seems, some do. Yeah. Like for example, one celebrity do that I, I don't. One celebrity that I don't think she's gonna be able to make a comeback is Leah Michelle. I'm like, she's done. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't believe that at all. You really? I don't believe that at all. No, I think you don't Leah believe Michelle, that she's done. I don't believe that she's done. I think oh, I do. all she has to do is go on a show like Oprah and apologize and say she's found, you know, her faith and oh and then God. do <laughs> and then she can do something like a solo tour. She can do like a solo well, tour. I'm not saying, I'm not saying she'll and, never have a you know, job again. I'm just saying I don't think she'll ever be in like the mainstream again. Well, I'll tell you this. I forgot about Leah Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think most most people did, I think. I like, you know, she was like so big for so long. I like was listening to like a musical theater playlist the other day and Spring Awakening came on. I was like, oh, right. Leah Michelle was in this. Like, I forget. Okay. Like, you know what? It is easy to forget that Leah Michelle and Jonathan Groff are in Spring Awakening. Yeah, that's like. Well, how they she also she also was kind of in like, I mean, she did more than just Spring Awakening, but Spring Awakening was kind of what made her uh, like a Broadway celebrity. Um, and then she went on Glee and then she hasn't done any more theater. Um, she's really only done like. I think that was her first movies. mistake. Yeah. And she tried, she tried to well, do from what I've from what I've heard, from what I've heard, and this is not official, I've just heard through the grapevine that she has tried to make a, a Broadway comeback, but they won't cast her. Um, that's what I've heard. Uh, it depends on the project. I mean, being on the other side of the table on some of these things, I get it. <laughs> oh yeah, wait, wait, wait! You knew Cardi B before she was famous. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that side of the table, quote unquote. Oh my god, uh, I mean, but that's not like producer my claim to fame or anything. But yeah, like I worked with Cardi, <laughs> but like let's be clear, I worked in the office mostly, and which means I processed her lunch <laughs> receipts mostly. <laughs> like, like, sure, like yeah, I was on set for a few of those 
those like moments. Like I was there. I was at the reunion when she like threw that show and like, what was the reason? Like I was there for all of that. But like, <laughs> like I'm not gonna walk by Cardi at the VMAs and she'd be like, oh, what's up, Charles? Like she's not gonna remember me. Mostly like me and says she's like, oh, you kind of look a little familiar. She might remember my hips or something. But like you know, it's your hips. <laughs> yeah, I, think I got the cat. But, I just but, always love that quote that she had when she's like. If a bitch got beef for me, she got beef for me forever. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's Cardi. I remember, I remember that day. But the funny thing is, like, we give them, like, a, um, a uh, uh, like a limit on how much they can spend each day for lunch. And some people try to go crazy and buy the steak and lobster and all this stuff. But Cardi is, like, actually, like, a real hood bitch from the hood, like, and didn't care. Like, talking about processing her receipts, literally her she got mcdonald's chicken nuggets every fucking day like oh wow well, i'll get this like 50 dollars receipt from outback steakhouse for somebody else cardi gives me a mcdonald's seat for like six dollars and 13 cents like it's like kind of amazing <laughs> <laughs> that's tea right there oh it my was, god like, like that. always been like whatever but cardi like and she's crazy like that but really like the crazier one is her Sister Hennessy is oh yeah, I think I heard that ridiculous. I fucking love that bitch. Like she's crazy. Like she's hilarious, and she's just like always like 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 she's just literally always like that all day. Like six a.m. to fucking ten p.m. Like always the same. Um, Cardi though, she will make a bitch wait. That was the thing that most people remember about Cardi working on Love and Hip Hop was that like she was an actual stripper and like got off the of work at six p.m. I mean like at six a.m. And if you tried to schedule her for a like a scene that was supposed to happen anytime in the afternoon or in the day, like it was not going to happen because Cardi is a fucking sleep until she just decides to wake up. <laughs> so like you know, like so she was still was- stripping when she was on the show. Yeah, because yeah, she was like oh, wow. in a position. She's trying to be a rapper. Do they do they get paid for being on the show? They do get paid for being on the show, but they're like, okay. but they don't get paid like a ton of money for being on the show. Right, 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 right. And I don't. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna ask the amount. I'm just like, but I just yeah. figured they must be getting some some type of. Yeah, for instance, like there's like okay, there's this other rapper on there who I love. Her name is Mariah Lynn. She like looks oh, yeah, yeah. blonde hair, blue eye. She's a like, once upon a time not long ago I was a hoe, <laughs> and I'm in it. I love me some Mariah. Um, but you know, so like before Mariah's on the show, she's a rapper and like, you know, an interesting person. She gets on, you know, a club appearance and they like may pay her like four or $500 to be like, okay, Mariah Lynn's here, like spits and bars. But after being on the season of the show, all of a sudden her appearance fee, fee goes, goes like up. four or $5,000 at the yeah, club and then $10,000 just to appear at the club. Yep. She was on the That's show. the same with the Drag Race girls. Um, yes. They would make, like, it doesn't matter if they win because <laughs> for a, an appearance for a girl that's not even that popular is like $3,000. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because the bar is going to make that much money when they, you know, by having yeah, them some... there, everyone gathers, buys drinks. They sell ten thousand dollars of you know drinks. Yeah, there's so, and there's certain celebrities that they can make. Like I remember watching the um, Lindsay Lohan's Oprah series, which if no one's ever watched that, oh my god, is the it of is course. like I it is of course dirt, we like have. you have to watch it. It is like the hottest mess of a do- like. Oh my god! No, I <laughs> actually see it opposite. I see it like as a tragedy or like an insult. Well, that's like, what I'm it's saying. So it's sad. just like so sad to yeah. watch. But anyway, she a literally went, went to a club, culture. and I think like it was Halloween, if I remember correctly, and just for her to like be on stage for like five minutes and like hi i'm Lindsay lohan and like i think judge i think she had to judge like a costume like competition she got a hundred thousand dollars oh just for that gosh ridiculous <laughs> yeah but she yeah was on like, stage for like for like 10 minutes yeah being famous gets you shit like 
that's the thing is like Beyonce, like, yeah, she got money from her appearance, like from her record sales and she's still getting residuals from like, no, no, no. But like Latoya and Latavia, <laughs> they're not making money from, from no, no, no. They're being, they're making money. Latoya and Latavia are making money for just being in Destiny's Child back then. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. Making you know, appearances so that's the and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Also, I wonder how much money Shangela made. Uh, she didn't win Drag Race, and we were all pissed. Um, though I do love Trixie, but still, it, it was, uh, you know, she was robbed. She didn't even get a chance to lip sync. Not even close. Uh, like. <laughs> she, got, she got one vote. She got one vote. But regardless of that, she then went on to go on the biggest tour of all time. She did like 180 stops. Yeah. And it was her solo, her one woman show. So she didn't have to share that money with anyone. Yeah. And she, she was getting, uh, I mean, she was selling out theaters with yeah. that show and probably keeping receipts. Like how much money did she make? 180 shows. Yeah. Even if she made $10,000 a show that means she made almost two million dollars. Like that's yeah, yeah. That was and that was like insane. the biggest one of the biggest robberies in like Drag Race history. <laughs> like that was such bullshit. Um, and I'm not. And it's not to take anything. I just I'm so against like that type of. I don't know, Mentality. like voting that. I mean, like, like, and again, yeah, I don't really even care about Drag Race anymore. Like, I don't. It's not that deep, but it's just like the concept of like how they essentially voted for someone because they're like, well, she needs it more for her career. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's not really the point. That would be like if Charles and I, like, I'm not a singer, and if Charles and I were in like a singing competition and the and the you know the prize was a million dollars, and some miraculous way I made it all to the end, all the way to the end with Charles, and they say, well, Daniel, why should you win against Charles? And I say, well, because I'm poor and I need the money more well that's not really like the, i don't know i just feel like that's like or because it would do more for my career than it would for charles's yeah. career like i don't know i just don't agree i know there but are plenty whatever. seasons of american idol where yeah. someone with your voice danny went up no. against someone with charles's you have a lovely little voice danny but it's a little voice compared to right right yeah I can if you give me the if you give me like the right song, I Charles can sound sings good, tenor, but... baritone, and coloratura soprano, honey. <laughs> right. Watch his videos um, on YouTube. But right. no, I, lo- I I enjoy your lovely um, voice, Daniel. Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard uh, you sing, Daniel, but I'm sure you have. To. Uh, you're not missing much. Self-aware <laughs> <laughs> uh, queen. Yeah. It's not. No, no, no. It's not. It's not awful. I, I'm not like. It's not like one of those things that you're like, oh my god, it sounds like a cat dying. I mean, I can carry a tune, but it, I'm just not a. Well, you know, but like to your point, singer. though, I have, like, voted many a year on American Idol for the person who I think could, like, use number one for their career more than, like, the person who's a better singer. Okay, except for really? season one. Can, can like, you give us an example? Well, I, McPhee I was going to say, Hitch. except for season one, because <laughs> I was like, yes, Kelly's fucking big superstar, but, like, I'm just literally obsessed with Justin Guarini, so I'm going to vote You for voted for Justin Guarini? Oh, of course you I did, girl. I was here first. I was... Um, I'm shocked. Best. I saw that. I saw that little mixed breed, light skin, curly head, tall, freckled faced boy on that screen, and I was like, "You can sing me to sleep." And he, I, I do. I remember when he yeah. sang that song that I love, where he's like, "You can reach me for real." Yeah, so good. I love it. <laughs> 
so that's also good. like one of my favorite songs. Yeah. But you know what? Back then they didn't allow them to play their own instruments. Justin yeah. Justin Guarini is has mad skills on piano and guitar and yeah. stuff. And if well, you see did. him live, he is so good. If he had played his own piano, it would have been a completely more even playing field. Well, well, yeah. he, he, he made him he made a really healthy musical theater career. Now he's like oh of course he's a broad he's a Broadway superstar and most people the younger generation actually know him as the Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Pepper mascot. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was funny, it? Funny, like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. He's but he, so talented. He was a musical theater person to begin with, and that's the yeah. thing. Like, well, I, all of these, a lot of those American Idol kids were. A lot of them were. But yeah, I remember, actually, I was listening to him talk on somewhere, maybe it was like a different podcast, but like he was saying like how, yeah, he went to UR. It's like he's from Pennsylvania. Like he like went there and like, he was in like final callbacks for like the fifth time for Lion King for Simba. And like finally, like it never, never made that. it to the final two or something. And then like, then like got there and then he got the call. They're like, hey, we want you to do Simba on Lion King. And they're like, oh, really? Oh, but I just got a golden ticket to go to LA thing. I might need to like explore that. So like after like years of trying to like get in Lion King, wow. you finally get to, and then like does. He's done time. okay. He's done okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, think, I, think that, I think he, <laughs> he probably doesn't like, regret that decision him. too hard. It's I have to say one time um, when uh, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown was playing on Broadway and was being, you know, l- ripped apart left and right and all this stuff and people debating on whether it was genius or whether it was garbage. Uh, during that time, um, I was getting uh, halal <laughs> lamb over rice at the cart outside of that theater. They have one of the most, you know, affordable, good tasting carts right there on 45th Street. And um, who walks up right next to me and orders, but Justin, Justin Guarini. Guarini. <laughs> <laughs> As we're both waiting, we start talking and we strike up a conversation and um he's just really cool and uh super nice and we talk about american idol like i actually was american idol contestant too back in back in the day we won't talk about that we won't talk about that but we me and justin get to talking and he ends up giving me a ticket to go see um women on the verge of a nervous breakdown and i absolutely Loved it. I was on a team. This is genius. There were people uh-huh. that were, is it genius or is it garbage? Yeah. I was on team. This is genius. Team and uh, it got, it got um, canceled. I mean, it was yeah. going to, it got a closing notice that next yeah. week. And I went to go see it again. And I went to the closing night performance. And I just thought Women on the Verge was amazing. It was, yeah, it had its moments. I wish I, I actually never saw it in person. I only saw, um, well, it was um, only playing for like, <laughs> I think like a month or something. Like yeah, maybe maybe a little, maybe a little longer. I don't know. Uh, maybe like two months. I just saw yeah. some like Broadway footwear of it. Um, those in the biz know what I mean, but because uh, I don't want to give away that you know I'm pirating uh, Broadway shows. I guess I just. Did. But- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've heard that so many times on the podcast. I'm like, I've seen that bootleg. <laughs> yeah, man, bootleg Broadway footwear. We do um, not. We do not. Uh, uh, endorse bootlegs on this podcast but you know what some of these things how are the kids gonna know or how do how are regional theaters gonna know i don't know yeah it's a thing and i feel mixed about it because like i I, because i mean i'm also that type i remember uh, the last show that i saw before quarantine was west side story and i remember um i was sitting in i think the third row and this girl in front row took out her phone and started filming and i just remember being oh yeah like you know but as a kid who grew up in puerto rico where like we didn't like i didn't even get the tours 
that came, like coming to us. So I literally didn't have a way of seeing it. Like literally, the cl- I say it as a joke, but it's true. Literally growing up, the closest thing that I got to watching a Broadway show was uh, yeah. watching the Tony. That's a lot of people, yeah. That was like the closest people. thing oh, that I got to seeing a Broadway show. David, remember we used to have those like Tony's parties at like Amy Dolnick's oh. house? They were so fun. Oh, they were so yeah. good. Go we used to get, yeah. you know, the thing is when you when you live in New York, um, it's not cool to like, I don't know, to dress up and pretend like you're going to the Tony's because some of the people you know actually are dressing up and going to the real <laughs> Tony's. The Tony's. So yeah. it's very not cool to pretend like you're one of them. Yeah. Uh, but when you live in Texas, when we were living in Texas before either of us moved to New York, uh, our friends would host these big Tony parties where you would have to dress up in tuxedos and suits. And uh, they were super, we would have champagne and hors d'oeuvres yeah. and watch the Tonys. And it was awesome. Like, it was awesome. so fun. Yeah. But yeah, that, and that was our, that was our whole musical theater. I've never, I mean, I went to New York when I was like 16 with a, like a school trip, but like, I don't go see Broadway shows in New York, obviously. So that was my Broadway too. Yeah. You mean back then you did it. I mean, now. Well, back now, nobody does. Right now, yeah. nobody now, <laughs> now literally nobody does yeah. <laughs> well theater just reopened in london oh did it yeah, yeah. i heard you know, oh, actually, it's which makes me so mad it's been been well, didn't they, don't they have uh, maybe i misunderstood isn't there like a version of like sleep sleepless in seattle that's playing in, yeah like, sleepless where is that, that playing? it's supposed to come to broadway and I, uh it was they, it was supposed to come to broadway sleepless is playing on the west end yeah oh it's the west yeah. end it's yeah, yeah, sleepless. yeah 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 yeah, it is. It's playing over there. My friend Marisha, like she, Marisha yeah, Marisha oh my God, Wallace. She was like, a waitress. She, I love her. <laughs> she was a waitress. Yeah. Uh-huh. Her, I saw. I heard a. Well, we were just talking about how that's not okay. But I heard a version of her singing. I, I didn't plan it, and oh, it was so good. <laughs> that's funny that you bring up Marisha Wallace because actually she is our uh, up and coming diva of the week. Oh. Uh, coming diva of the moment who is having a moment in the moment we are having right now though <laughs> i gave it away before britney spears's uh, Strong, uh sound yeah. cue came on but uh yeah. it's funny that you bring her up yeah she just she's been recording singles releasing them during quarantine and they are hot yeah. and some of them have started charting yeah, yeah. Uh, her her uh, the sun will come back tomorrow <laughs> i'm like okay or however she does her little she thing i just love her she is like the it black queen in London. London yeah, right pretty now. much. Oh, she's so famous in London. Yeah, there's this uh, there's this great video that I watched. She's never coming home. There's this great video that I watched of hers, like when I'm in a bad mood, and it's of her singing "I Didn't Plan It" on West End with Catherine McPhee, and she does this like one riff, and Catherine McPhee literally just looks at her like, "You fucking bitch!" <laughs> like it's, it's the best thing you've ever seen. <laughs> like it's so great. <laughs> That's so funny. In a good way, it's not true. in like a how dare you. Well, kind of how dare no, you, no. but like, oh my God. Uh, totally. Well, she's about <laughs> to be in Hairspray, like, and that's been the whole thing. Like, she was going to be like Motormouth Maybell in Hairspray, and so it's just kind of been like figuring yeah. out. So I, I was just talking about she like, kind of on, came, yeah. well, maybe it was just to me, but I feel like she, like, all of a sudden, I just started hearing about her like everywhere. Um, yeah. Like, she really just had like a, like a really great come up, it seems. Totally. I mean, like, listen, the bitch works hard. Okay. She is all, she is like, if she's not rehearsing, she is like research and stuff. She knows everybody and she's out there and she's just a 
freaking joy to be around. Okay, like she's like yeah. hilarious. She's sweet. I have a she's, friend who worked know. with her, and he said she was wonderful to work with. Yeah, um, she's great. great. She's hardworking. We both come through that like uh, Matt Davenport production school of performance, <laughs> um, like, <laughs> AKA means working at Hershey Park. And going <laughs> out for Hershey Park. Hershey Park, yeah, girl. Like they work. Uh, she was in the show called Ultimate Road Trip in like 2008, and girl, she was just singing for the gods and like you we are doing five shows a day six days a week it's rain or shine out there like in this amphitheater outdoors and and yeah like you become really good at your instrument and knowing what you can and cannot do real quick you yeah. know and those type of things she got voted and, online i remember she got voted one of the um one of the like people that they wanted to see in like hercules as the as mm-hmm. the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. sorry i cut you off but i just wanted yeah. to yeah <laughs> No, that's no, that's that's true too. I mean, oh, I um, it's oh, either Rick Wallace or Alec Newell for me. It's gonna be one of them. Well, but, there's, a few, you know. there's a few of them. They could both be in it. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> what is it? I saw that Alex do something like I'm auditioning for the fat black <laughs> for, for the for the short fat <laughs> goddess <laughs> for short, short fat muse. <laughs> now, how did she end up in London? Because oh, she's, she, like, got a real career out there now. She's, like, <laughs> I wouldn't even come back. She got, well, from Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls, well, right. that's what did it was. Did she audition yeah. for that was out the there? Or, was that, or were they holding auditions for that here? I forget. I I it's hard to find anyone to play that role. And in London, I mean... With the, Amber Riley. They, they had to probably reach out and look, you know, reach out the search. The first thing she did? I think it was. Like, the first yeah, thing she, thing she did, yeah. Amber. Amber called out every Sunday. <laughs> so she <laughs> <laughs> was... On every Sunday, um, not every Sunday, but you know, like you know, and Amber was a hot. And David, I think it was when you and I went. I saw mm-hmm. it twice. I ended up seeing it. Like I saw Amber and I saw Marisha, and um, I actually saw Amber by accident. I bought tickets to see Marisha because she was like scheduled to go on for something like six months in advance, and then like ended up she was going on vacation that week, so she had just gotten back. So I was like, damn it! So I just missed her and saw Amber by accident, and I was like, this is great. Um, and but a very different show. And I love me some Amber Riley. Like, bitch can sing the house down. And, like, I don't even know if they even had to auto-tune her on Glee because in person you hear her saying it is pitch. Perfect. Yeah, she's like, crazy. It, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, but she was definitely giving me, like, acting by numbers in the beginning. Sorry, Amber, I love you. But, like, in the beginning of that show, but until, and I'm telling you, then she kind of warmed up. But then I saw Marisha's show a couple of days later. Um, and it's a whole different show. Like, yes, Marisha is a freaking powerhouse vocalist, but you know, it's different than Amber's and she's giving you like a more of like a 60s sultry kind of like, you know, whole vibe and which really vibes well with like London audiences. They really love that. And, um, and Marisha is walking in there. She is funny. She's giving you the beats. You are understanding this thing. There are, and when she's saying, and I'm telling you, I understood that song differently than I have ever, ever understood it, mm-hmm. which is a lot saying, because I've done that show. Wow. And, I, and I've also obviously seen- Oh, yes. You played, you played Jimmy in I a regional production. And, ah. <laughs> yes, Antonio. And- um, I and amazing. When I first saw you. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was a great, it was a great show. And, um, but yeah, like it was weird, Marisha. 
I was like, why have I never even thought of this this way? And I was just like, yes. And she got standing ovation like halfway through the damn song. So I'm waiting over again. People on their feet from Marisha. So I was she's like, just this. amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Um, we need to, that we're running out of time. We need to uh, talk about oh, yeah, a little bit. the yeah, detail of the week that you're here to defend. Brand oh my God. This does wait, always happen on your before, podcast. We before, talk- wait, before we talk about, Bra- well, before we talk about Brandy and Cinderella, I actually have to ask something directly to Charles. I don't know how how much of an inside scoop you had. But I do remember that when Sister Act was on Broadway, it was heavily rumored that Brandy was supposed to play uh, one of the the main, I don't know, I forgot the names. Was played Dolores Dolores. and Cardi. Do we know if that's true? And then I just remember someone saying it ended up not working out, but. Unfortunately, I cannot confirm or deny this rumor. Okay, so it's true. I'm so sorry. I'm going to say it to people listening, but I'm I'm just going to say that that's probably true. (laughs) While we're on the subject of Brandy and Broadway, uh, Brandy burned down Broadway with her performance of Roxy Hart in Chicago. did. I'm not even going to lie to you. I saw Brandy do that probably five times uh one time i paid for it the other four times i got paid to see it i mean you know my little broadway hacks or whatever but brandy was honestly way more amazing in that show than i thought she would be obviously like i stand for brandy you can't come for me and brandy i will defi- i will fight i will fight you about brandy <laughs> I, literally will, I will get in your face um but but you know and I also know Brandy is like a TV actress and she does these things. And I was like, how does going to translate to the Broadway stage? I don't know. Um, so, you know, I, to be honest, wasn't expecting a whole bunch, but she was great. It was so interesting. And I thought, you know, okay, yeah, you know, and I was actually over the whole Broadway hiring these like Hollywood celebrities to kind of like, you know, boost, you know, audience. Well, that's and, all Chicago. Yeah, I was going to say, Chicago literally, that's, that's like Chicago's known, become known for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is their deal. But, you know, and exactly like them being the thing about it. So I was like, oh, I can't stand it. This is a thing, this institution of this. But I was actually really for it. She was really good. Obviously, she dances it well. People like don't sleep on Brandy as a dance or like look at her entire discography and like every single one of her videos every single one you know she's a great dancer um and like yeah and she was riffing used to roxy heart <laughs> i can't do her i'm not a i i have something to say about this which uh because uh i was working an event for the stars in the alley which we do for the tony awards every yeah, yeah, year yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, they do a big concert for the Tony Awards called Stars in the Alley in Schubert Alley. And I was working the event and I was in the green room all day. And I have to say, Brandy was there all day in the green room. Yes. She was so lovely. Yes. Just the thing. She was, I was well, like, was watch nice yourself, David. I was, what what you about to say about no. my girl? <laughs> she, was, she was nice to everyone. She was talking to everyone. She took pictures with everyone. Uh, she literally saw that I kept like glancing her way and she came up to me <laughs> and said, I just want to thank you for being here. Uh, would you like a picture? And I was like, <laughs> she was oh like, this God. Is like, looking at me. Let oh me just give him a fucking God. picture. Yeah. She, I, I was really touched though. That was really touching and i said yes so it's you guys can go see it on my uh on my instagram if you scroll way down to the bottom of my instagram you'll see okay. the picture of brandy well, that's she's the same really day that you met Catherine just reposted 
Uh, no, I think Catherine McPhee was the next year oh, okay. at Stars in the Alley. I did Stars in the Alley. I worked Stars in the Alley, like, I don't know, a few years in a row. But yeah, uh, Catherine McPhee was also very nice. And uh, I told her, oh my gosh, my uh, one of my best friends is like your biggest stand. And she goes, well, let's take a picture to, to send to him. And I was oh, like, right. you, didn't tell Brandy, <laughs> you didn't tell Brandy about me, bitch. Mr. I did tell Brandy about I did tell Brandy about you also. Yeah, I was um, like, you better. David, I have known you so long. If we had a baby when we met, that baby would be smoking by now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> oh, but, and some of our friends, some of our friends did have a baby. That is true. I was shocked when I saw a picture of Kate, uh Kate's. Uh, Lily, Lily is oh, so big. Like, yeah. Oh my! I was like, gosh, Lily, wow, so bro, y'all be careful, y'all. So Lily coming for y'all. Lily's so big. Well, I will, admit, um, I will admit that Brandy, I actually didn't, and this is gonna now. It's gonna sound like, what are you stupid? But like, I, I've always loved Brandy. I've always enjoyed her singing. Like, Brandy was really popular when I was young, and so I always listened to her music. But I didn't really know that she could sing like that. Um, I've since I've since heard that it was because um, like on her albums a lot of times they kind of told her like you need to chill and they didn't really fully let her like sing the way she really could. That's true. I remember that there, was, there was that big yeah. like controversy on Instagram. I don't know if you guys remember where it was like right after Whitney passed and like Brandy said that she felt like she was like the next Whitney Houston or, or something. I don't know. She said something along those lines like she felt like she was like the I don't I don't remember if it was the next Whitney Houston or she felt like she was like had Whitney's spirit in her, something like that. And people, like, drag Brandy, and they were like, bitch, you do not have anything on Whitney Houston. Like, you need to calm the fuck down. And, My God. And, um, <laughs> and then I, like, had heard see, yeah, yeah. some live performances, and I was like, oh, fuck, she can really... I mean, I always knew she could sing. She can sing. But, like, you know, yeah. I have like so much as like my blood is boiling oh, right now. Like I have- <laughs> please, <laughs> people said Charles, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Charles, like, please go ahead. This is like the most like of my frustration as a, like I'm a super like happy, genuinely like positive person, but like uh, the most of my frustration I have in my life is people like you know coming for Brandy. I'm, like I will. Punch that. Yeah, of course. No, like Whitney has always been her mentor, right. and Whitney has always loved Brandy, and Whitney has always been like Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. And in fact, it was Whitney who like handpicked Brandy to play Cinderella. Yeah. Um, like, wow. Yeah, like Whitney was like, um, like she was offered this thing, and like I think at some point Whitney was going to play Cinderella. Um, you know, and then she was like, "Girl, no, I'm 33. I do not feel like a Cinderella. Like it needs to be someone like young and beautiful and like this and that." She's like, "I'm playing the fairy godmother," and so she's like, "Brandy, you come do it." And so like you know, they've always been very close, and Whitney has always seen Brandy as like an up and coming. In fact, Oprah had this like big gathering at her house. This was like decades ago, um, where she had like all these like you know black celebrities of like old and like the new generation so it was like whitney and shaka khan and like that video you know, in her lawn that everyone always freaks out about every year <laughs> like where everyone's singing maybe everyone's i don't know singing. i just never saw this photo but yeah but then but like brandy was the honest people and so like you know they've like known each other for years and years and years and she's just always has been like has seen whitney as like an icon and her mentor and so and so she said something along the lines like, Whitney's wanted me to succeed and follow in her footsteps or whatever. Yeah, and people was, are like, yeah. and people are like, bitch, you ain't no Whitney. I'm like, okay, yeah, she's not a Whitney because Whitney's Whitney, but Brandy is Brandy. Okay, bitch, and you can't come for Brandy. And and Brandy, shockingly, has like influenced like a whole generation. Like every generation influences the next. Whitney was influenced by like Deanne Warwick and all the people before her. Um, Brandy is like 
influenced by like Whitney. Um, but then like this newer generations are influenced by Brandy and like her voice, like honestly, Brandy walked so Chris Brown could run. Okay. Like I listen to Chris <laughs> Brown thing, and there are sometimes some of these riffs and things are just straight up, like right out of like Brandy's first and second albums. Like they're just like, it is like Brandy. Like, it's just crazy. I'm like, where'd she get that from? Cause at the time when she was 14 in her first album, you know, I wouldn't hear anybody singing like that. And so I was like, where's she getting this? Like, you know, it comes from church and it comes from like some of her own creativity. And I thought that was like amazing, which is why Whitney kind of like, you know, latched onto her because she's like, wow, you're so new and inventive and like interesting. You just need a little bit of guidance. Let me help you, <laughs> um, you know, and take you, <laughs> <on to> this- <laughs> and take you to some new levels. But yeah, like Brandy is that bitch. Yeah, she definitely um, has. There's definitely songs the- that you hear today where sometimes you can be like, oh, that's a Brandy note. <laughs> like yeah like yeah there's some like there's some yeah there's some like brandy riffs you're like all right good i'm happy you say that because you know respect but she soared to the top of the charts in 1995 i i'll never forget where i was because i was at the it was summer and i was at the national youth sports program little camp where you would go and learn new sports and stuff and Uh we would go i was so gay we would go to (laughs) eat our lunch in the cafeteria and they would play music videos and I would literally just go sit by the TV and, and that was like the highlight of my day, not the sports, the watching music videos. And I'll never forget the first time I saw the music video of Baby and was like, oh, oh yeah, baby, oh, baby, who's baby, this? Baby, and you know, <clears throat> don't yeah. you? But you know, music had really changed literally in just a couple of years and um, Brandy rode that wave. So I feel like the reason you yeah. never heard Brandy singing the big pop ballads like like Whitney Houston was they had already gone out of style. Yeah. Also so true, like, yeah. Even Mariah Carey in 95 like wasn't singing the big pop ballads that she sang on her first two albums. True, she yeah. had switched to like a fun, poppy, hip-hop sound that exactly. was very similar to the one that Brandy is putting out. Which in is that why, album. like, even Whitney, like, it's interesting. I was going to make this parallel earlier, but, like, yeah, like, with Whitney, like, she's a big voice that we all know and, like, obviously, like, an undeniable talent, but she didn't have nearly as many hits as, like, Mariah did. And Mariah, like, Mariah, whose voice is riffy and more versatile and stuff, and, yeah, she can do these big pop ballads, but, like, Mariah adapted better to the times with like doing pop, poppy, hip poppy type things. So she's got much more longevity. David, we talk about all the time. Like um, Mariah has so many hits. Like you can go to a concert of hers and like she'll take her question audience. Like I'll oh, sing this one, and she's like, no. She can just say <laughs> no to some song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like she got- did go see Mariah Carey, and we got our tickets yeah. for fifteen dollars at uh, yeah. <laughs> on the day of. <laughs> we saw her in Jersey yeah. with Lionel Richie, yeah, and she, she lip synced on all the high notes. They, they she were did. I was like, "How is that too perfect?" But she's struggling on all the low shit. But do you remember <laughs> you and I were sitting on the edge of our seat, uh, uh, holding hands, like like gripping each other, like we were worried because the high note was coming, and we were like, "Oh no, girl! Oh no!" Like, "Oh, oh no, no!" Literally. Oh, no, oh, no. And then all of a sudden, it came out sounded perfect and we were like oh we started screaming she still got it and then we didn't realize until the new year's eve fiasco that (laughs) all the high notes had been lip-synced the whole time hey we are playing mariah right now we are playing Mariah. yes okay look she yes mariah is amazing but yeah some of that stuff okay so so let's talk about brandy let's talk about this Cinderella, because it's actually made uh, okay. that film version, which is was the second film version of Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella, I believe, um, is or the third. No, you're right, the yeah. third. 
And it's the third yeah. version. Um, so TV. it's like we're overdue for a fourth, then, aren't we? Um, it's become uh, a tradition to to remake this this classic uh, musical, but it is a classical musical. Like it's a, it's yes. like it's classically sung, and yeah. Brandy came in with her R and B version, and Whitney too. So not just Brandy, but there was a whole group of people They'll act like oh, Brandy was cast, and then she's like flipped the script when they started rolling the cameras, and she just said oh, I'm gonna be. <laughs> It's like, no, like, they knew what they were doing. (laughs) Okay, tell us more about this. (laughs) They cast the whole thing, like, very, very racially diverse. The prince was Asian. Yeah, that was the point. I still have a crush on him. But, like, Jason Alexander was in this, and Bernadette Peters, and the stepsisters, one was black and one is is white. Um, There are, um, you know, many different... uh, uh, you know, Whoopi Goldberg's in this, and and you know, so they wanted this to be a very racially diverse thing. They wanted this to be very different. They wanted this to be a a you know n- totally against the norms of anything you've ever seen. Set on the backgrounds of this classic Rodgers and Hammerstein gorgeous score, and you know something that brings a new audience into musical theater. Because also at the time, like in the mid '90s and late '90s, like no one was listening to Broadway really the way that we were. Um, like we were listening to like the big musicals of the time of like the eighties were gone, like Les Mis and like Miss Saigon and things like that. Like things that are sort of new thing. Like Brent was like the new hot thing at the time in 98, it came out in 96, but like, you know, like, you know, so it was a whole different thing. So they were trying to bring this new audience to Broadway and they're like, what better way to do that than take a classical score, put some little pop on it. And so there's like, Whitney Houston, let's do that. And they're like, Whitney, like I'm old, let's do Brandy and I'll be the fairy godmother. <laughs> So like, you know, and so that's what happened. And people read Brandy to Phil. People who don't know Brandy, people whose like first introduction to Brandy is that Cinderella, they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, like, what is this? Because she's around there like whispering and doing this stuff. And Danny, like you were saying earlier, how like she's had these things where they said like to kind of calm down yeah. and pull back a bit. It's exactly that same thing. So, of course, they brought her, and it's, it's a weird thing, and, you know, for her to try to, like, figure out, it was a weird thing for her to navigate because here they are bringing her in, wanting her to be her authentic self, to, like, bring something new and, you know, to be a little poppy, you know, with, with these things. And then they're like, okay, not, not, not that much. Like, you're going crazy. Like, you know, she's like, or she's like, impossible. Like, they're like, no, no, we ain't doing all that. You know, but also she came at it as like, oh, this is a classical, like as a performer bringing, like coming into rehearsals for these things, you, the only recordings you've ever heard of this are these very classical versions. So she's like, how am I trying to match my voice to that? So you hear Brandy's like, even like on her just most basic, singing it the most pure trying to be the most classical as she can be, it's still going to sound a little pop and R&B. Yeah. You know I mean? So you're going to get this like hybrid thing. So as an artist, as a, as a um, musician and singer and, you know, trying to bring my flavor to what it is that they're trying to do, it, it's confusing. You know, it's like one, I'm, I'm a fish out of water and then you want me to bring some of me, but not too much of me, you know, you know, it, it, it's really hard to do. So you have to find a, find a happy medium and that's what they got. And people are like, this is Brandy. This is what she do. Like, I, don't, I listen to, I listen to her. And then a few years later, they find out like, you know, she ruined somebody and the girl died. Oh, oh man. Yeah. That's, I forgot actually, about that part. Yeah, it's actually she, interesting. she killed someone. Well, don't say it like that. I mean, she didn't like murder someone, but like, right. anyway, can we edit that part out? <laughs> anyway, like, so, so like Brandy, like, you know, she, you know, she came into like give a, a whole new generation, you know, a kind of like jumpstart into a different, 
um, you, into something that was old and beautiful and bring it into the world of a new generation. And I felt that like she was able to kind of do that. Whoopi Goldberg did that. Bernadette Peters did that. Jason Alexander did that. And they all did that as an ensemble cast. I will say that um, I think any critiques you got, I feel like we're from a grumpy old curmudgeon generation that didn't want their music changed. And the younger generation, I think are, Brandy's having a big, sort of revival right now uh, with them, with the younger generation. And I think they're seeing that Cinderella, they see that Cinderella as iconic. Yeah, I mean, I did. That was actually my first time ever hearing the score. So then when I went to go see the revival on Broadway that came out a few years ago, I was like, what is this? (laughs) Kiki Palmer was on Yeah, I didn't didn't, didn't see it with her. I saw it with Laura Osnes, but... um, No, 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 no. We will not talk about Kiki Palmer in a conversation about Brandy. Moving on So... (laughs) Oh, Kiki, I like Kiki Palmer. I, like Kiki Palmer I, too. I actually worked on a I worked on a Quibi a show for Quibi the app called Singled Out and she was the host and she was super sweet. Um, I love. Oh yeah, with- you guys can go see Danny on Singled oh, Out, God. the revival of the old MTV yeah, show yeah, yeah. on Quibi. Uh, but anyway, she was on there. <laughs> Cinderella was on in the summer. I remember it came out and like I had no idea. Like I saw no commercials for it or anything. But I just remember like watching the television one day and seeing the like like Wonderful World of Disney like thing come on. And I'm watching this, and the first thing I see is Brandy like in a market square holding a thing like. Oh. And I was like. What? That's also is when she was like in the peak of her. That was when she was in the peak of her career, right? Pretty much. Um, ninety eight around that time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, she was doing a lot of stuff. Moesha had just start, had been Boys started already. And like, okay, so while we're on this, there's still a few things. We we only have about ten minutes left, and we still have a bunch of. T- I'm gonna fly through the last few topics that we gotta talk about. Uh, one is that Moesha, since you're talking about it, was a huge hit in the nineties. Yes, a long running sitcom, ah. and he was a star of. Um, so, yeah, and it is just been added to Netflix, and yeah. all of these young kids are discovering it for the first time, and it's really lovely my, to see their reaction to it on Twitter. Yeah, my and stuff. favorite. And, this is a super, super, super quick story, but and it's one of the highest rated things on the Netflix. The girl who plays Brandy, the girl who plays Brandy's mom on that show, Charlie Ralph, um, was yeah, my Ralph. favorite thing. I saw her. I saw her at a drag show once, and it's my favorite thing ever. Oh my god, I swear! And I went up to her. She was looking so fucking fabulous, and I looked at her, and I was oh. like, I was like, oh my god, can I just say you look so fabulous? I was like, how can you just, I was like, every time I see you, you look amazing. How can you look that way every day? And Shirley Rapp looked at me and she goes, because I said, how can you just dress up like that every single day? And she looked at me and she goes, baby, how could you not? Shirley Rapp is a legend. Shout out to her. She's also. Shirley Ralph I, is great. I didn't know this. She's a huge LGBTQ advocate. Um, she's like a huge uh, sure. supporter of the gay community. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Of course. Now, Shirley Ralph. I mean, that could be a whole thing on her own. Yeah, Maybe that's she, a whole. She other... needs her own episode, David. I, 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 I support <laughs> that. <laughs> Does not pay the bills. Yeah. Oh, Sister Act. Yeah. She's also. I think she's about to. She's like looks incredible for her age. Um, yeah, well, she's, she's incredible. You know she was in Wicked. Uh, not too long ago. Oh, anyway, yeah, so yeah, like, Moesha, like, yeah, that's it was a thing. Um, for, and people think Moesha was like Brandy's first like acting thing, and that's how she started was like as an actress and like and then turned singer. But no, she had an album. But before then, she was on Thea. There was a TV show called Thea, and I remember watching that like in the household. Remember, I grew up black, so um, <laughs> <laughs> and I changed. But like you know, like but you know, <laughs> which actually surprised me was only one season. But I remember her on that, and then um, 
Moesha came and she was like the star. Like Thea, she was, you know, the daughter or whatever, but like in 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 Moesha is her own show. She's the like lead actress and like she's the and it's funny. I've been watching it from the beginning and I'm like, wow, I remember this stuff. And things I just say in my normal every day, like I'm like, oh my God, I'm watching the episodes of that. And I'm like, oh, this is where I got this shit from. Like that's hilarious. So like, yeah, it was amazing. So yeah, like correct, like people sleep on Brandy, like she's multifaceted, singer, dancer, actress on TV and stage. And film like she's great uh, yeah and uh what did you think of her new album she just released her seventh studio album b7 yes. uh what did you think of it charles yeah brandy records lots of albums her second album is her best i think you know like, <laughs> so you're not gonna I, talk about b7 oh come on that's your diva uh, I, feel like <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk about it that kind of says exactly what he feels <laughs> listen, no, okay, no, okay. I listened to B7. Um, of course, like, it's my girl. Like, I'm going to listen to it. And, like, yeah, like, naturally, it's amazing. And there are some, like, mom- it's a different vibe. The thing about, the uh, only reason why I'm, like, kind of, like, <laughs> like, it's not very commercial and there's not a lot of hits. And so yeah. people are going to be like, oh, okay, whatever. Right. We'll see. You got that one song, Baby Mama, which is lit, is lit. you know, Chance Rapper's on it. And, like, it's it's a it's a really good, um, it's, it's a real good single. And I love that song. The rest of the album is, like, puts me in a different state. I'm listening to that song in my, you know, when I'm going on my, like, morning walks, like, when the sun's rising, I'm, like, walking down by the park. I'm, like, okay, great. Like, Brandy's getting me through some emotional stuff. I'm, like, sitting there listening. Like, it's a whole vibe. But it's not, like, you know, nothing I'm going to be bumping in the car all the time that everyone's going to listen to. Yeah. Uh, like I think it was... So, yeah. But it is amazing. Um, <laughs> it, it is great. Her vocals, it is... But I will tell you this, and I've heard this a few other places, but, like, legit it is. It is, like, a literal lesson in vocal fuckery the bitch is no one can touch her like it just it drives me it i'm like getting like emotional right now like it's insane like how good of a vocalist she is no one can do the things that she does in the way that she does them and she continues to lead the game it does still sound fresh it sounds new it sounds um it sounds like you know um, the problem is like okay, a seven studio album, except for like Britney, who like you know bounced them out over and over. When you're an older person, like Cher doing a seventh album, or like Celine doing a seventh album, like, uh, Cher's like on her like thirtieth album. <laughs> true, 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 true. But like, but a lot of people who are older, like you know, and Brandy's been around for like twenty five years or whatever. Um, you know, it can sound old and just sound like how when she came out, it can sound just like the nineties. It's that's what it does to me. B seven sounds like almost like her first or second. The sound wise, it sounds like. Okay, yeah. of the or, right, of the mid '90s, I can give you a little bit. That it kind of sounds a little bit full moonish, a bit, which is like yeah, the first yeah. time. Like, You're going the wrong way, girl. Come back. Um, which I love. I love. I love, the, I love the full moon album. I just you know there was things going on with Rodney Jerkins at the time and the producers and like the direction they wanted to go with her in her life and things were happening in her personal life. Music so, was like, changing it, around her at, at that time, and she released music that was not the direction that the industry was going. It was true, yeah. She was trying to keep up with the industry, but like in it, in it, you know, it went a different way. And B seven for me kind of feels around that time, that area time frame. But you know, but it is it is a great album and is a good a whole good vibe and it's dope. Um, did you hear though? Because she was putting like some of her new songs up against Monica's new songs in the verses. Did okay, you hear I can't believe that we haven't talked about this the whole time. This was one of the biggest <laughs> topics of the entire week was Buzz Brandy versus Monica on the show Versus on Instagram, uh, which is a cultural phenomenon. Who think one? Brandy. Thank you. Who do you think? Danny, who do you think won? I think Monica won personally. <gasps> 
I'm gonna cancel no, you. No, that, like, that, <laughs> that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that I think that Monica's better. I mean, I like Monica a lot too, but um, I well, I don't know. I think it just depends on. I mean, I always thought they should have released a an album together because as Brandy and Monica, they were like unstoppable T- separately. They were like they were losing like steam as times were changing, but I was like, they I need a, an that. album together, Brandy and Monica and go on a tour together, Brandy and Monica. Like I would pay to see Brandy and Monica. I can see that, but it's like, things are just very different from that. Like, yeah. like they were on two different paths or two different people. I don't and like, think they like each other very much. I think to be honest, well, <laughs> there, there was a whole beef and things like yeah. that. Like that was Monica's all- a reality star now. Well, because like watching the watching the um the verses, like Monica was tight, like the whole time. Like Monica looked like she did not want to be there. But like apparently they squashed their beef or whatever it was, but there was like some contract shit and there's all kinds of stuff where they like didn't talk for years, like and there was some issues and they recorded a song together and then after that they stopped talking to each other. Um, you know, so like they were together and they had beef but it's and they got like back they say in, in Chicago, she goes, But I hate you. Luckily for <laughs> yeah. you, this is the only industry where that doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it, you know, it's kind of interesting. And like they were trying to like they were doing their best to be like, look, everything's good, like we're fine. But you know, they opt- we're friends. But like listen, I thought the versus battle was was lit. I went word for word. I saw many different like um people's like outcomes like who won they're like brandy won several battles but monica won the war i was like bitch who like monica could never all right like calm the hell down like monica um and some of those things i was surprised by because i did forget this monica her debut album was when she was 12 brandy's was when she was 14 right like baby and sitting up in my room and i want to be down was actually her first single i want to be down with what you're with what you're going through exactly that was her first album she was 14 when that happened monica's first came out when she was 12 and it sounded like she was 25 and that was the same thing with christina aguilera same thing she was like she was 12 on the mickey mouse club and they're like that girl sounds like what like that's a whole different thing right and so i get that and so but brandy and monica were two completely different type of things monica's more of a whitney where brandy's more of a mariah right so we're like brandy has a lighter more adaptable riffier sound and has way more hits monica has a heavy voice and and like has been in like all the other stuff and monica has this big like brown gorgeous tone but like only has like maybe five or six hits that are recognized because there's some songs that monica did in that verses i was like this is my first time hearing this song. <laughs> well, I think Brand, I think Brandy has Brandy's music has kind of stood the test of time a little bit more than Monica's because I think actually chart wise, I think they have the same amount around the same amount of hits, technically speaking. But I think that people because people still to this to this day listen to "I Want to Be Down," "Sitting Up in My Room," uh, "Have You oh, Ever," you know, yeah. Um, um, yeah, like Brandy's songs were like. Oh, I wait. love that riff. Can you do that really? That riff from Have You Ever, really quick. Have you ever loved somebody? I can't do it perfectly because I'm not a ripper. <laughs> I'm an opposite <laughs> I'm a baritone. Like it's a. Th- I'm a baritoner. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's my <laughs> favorite riff of Monica's. Oh, don't go ahead. Do it. Oh no. Okay, my favorite riff of Monica's is actually in the boy is mine, where she I can't do it because God knows I'm not a riffer at all. But it was the all my love is only two. Like whatever the hell she does there. <laughs> love that. That gave me goosebumps first time I heard I it. I remember listening to several versions of The Boy Is Mine growing up. I remember listening, because I had, like, all these, like, weird B albums and, like, singles with, like, EP, you know, EPs that had, like, these, like, remixes and things on it. And Brandy, it was a Brandy song first, as, like, Brandy mentioned at the end, which is when Monica got real tight. <laughs> also, oh, man. 
y'all remember the end? Like Monica did not fucking sing at all. Like when they were singing the boys mind together, Randy started singing. And when it came for Monica to sing, she just stopped singing. She just did not sing. Any That's the one thing that I don't really, I wish that in verses, everything was live. I wish that it was oh, like yeah. all live and it's not. Well, I think and that I for them, I was hoping that they would at least They sing would have the, to get paid a lot more. Yeah, I was hoping that they would at least sing The Boy Is Mine live together. That, that like just made this most sense And Brandy was like halfway singing along with all her shit anyway. And Monica was like trying to not sing along with her stuff. But Brandy was like, I can't help it. I'm just going to sing. And Monica- oh, 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 oh. That's what I didn't mention when I met uh, Brandy and I was in the green room with her all day. Mm-hmm. She literally sings- all day she sang at the top of her lungs in the green room just just not because she was warming up not because she was practicing not because she was trying to entertain anyone but just because she She sings all day like you or me like singing all day long to ourselves she went into the bathroom (laughs) and she was singing and ripping and just singing she just loves to sing and she sings all day long yeah she just i heard i heard heard jennifer hudson does that yeah oh yeah there's a a ton of people who do that but like yeah like some people like only sing when they're in the studio were like i ain't singing when i'm not being paid for but like yeah like she just sings all day long and like yeah she'll sing along to all her stuff and maybe monica was just like she found that annoying that brandy was singing along or something i don't know but monica was tight the whole time and didn't sing it but also there was sometimes where like she didn't even know like which riff she did and stuff it literally looked as if monica had not listened to that song in 25 years like she's listening for the first time ever is if How she could you like, avoid that song though? whatever beef that she had with brandy she was like i ain't listening to this song ever again fuck this shit i'm flushing it <laughs> it's as if she like, even though her like sophomore album is called The Boy Is Mine. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was like, so dumb. You know, so it's like, what, what do you do? And that album has my favorite Monica song, Angel of Mine. Yes. That is the favorite best Monica, Monica song. song. Thing, I, I can't like do this podcast without like mentioning that like after The Boy Is Mine, both of them came out with songs with Angel in the title, which is hilarious. Because Brandy came out with like, what was Brandy? Angel in the sky she was, was another one. Oh yeah. And it wasn't like a big hit. And it was a good song for me because it was on her like never. But I remember it. But like, but Angel of Mine was a great fucking song. There were like two times in the verses I was like, okay, I gotta give that to Monica because like my, that, that was like a better song than like Brandy's whatever she showed for that moment. But like, I remember like remixing Angel of Mine though. Um, with the lyrics like forehead, because Monica got a big ass forehead. She got five head. <laughs> when I first saw you, I already knew that my forehead was too big for you. <laughs> Something I could never hide. A forehead of mine. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I do. I hate Last you. thing I'll say about Angel of Mine, and this is completely random, but I've always wanted to hear Tony Braxton cover that song because I've always. Oh, oh, Tony Braxton has a new totally. album coming out no, soon it too. Out. It is out. Came out. It's yeah. out. Came out. Oh my gosh! Um, I, I've oh, always thought that Tony Braxton stuff. would sound heavenly singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well next week we're gonna have to talk about uh, uh tony rex I, I i thought it wasn't out yet i feel so left behind charles it's been wonderful having you on as a guest i love you you guys all day like you know what i mean like because we can <laughs> 
like literally like David and I, like we had a conversation what, a couple weeks ago where we were just like, this whole thing has been a podcast, like our whole conversation. <laughs> Pretty much. Why were we recording it? <laughs> I've gotten two Amazon deliveries, like since I've been sitting here, like I've just not been going to the door, <laughs> you know? Oh. You know, it's super cool. Oh my gosh. Well, Charles, thank you so much um, for coming on today. We love you. You have done your job defending your diva. Yeah, I would say that was a pretty good. That was a pretty good uh, defense. Yeah, that was a really good defense. You know, yeah, more I could say about Brandy, but like literally, I know we're just no time, and you know, we won't even get into how like I thought she was my cousin for. Oh, I can't believe I forgot to bring that up, Charles. He used to make up all kinds of shit just to tell, like, to fuck with us. I, I didn't make it up. Um, this is all true. He also allegedly had a twin brother at one point. I want to see DNA tests, honey. I want to see Ancestry.com results. Because Charles would say, "Oh yeah, I'm cousins with Brandy. Brandy's my listen." Cousin. My daddy told me that. He said, and that whenever I ask for an explanation, and I, I've just given it up because he's not been able to provide me one. I have this one vague memory from when I was like five. So I'm like, maybe that was Brandy. I don't know. But my dad. Told told me at one point he's like yeah an aunt married an uncle somewhere and i'm like okay but who and wh- like which my aunt is it her aunt is it my uncle her uncle do wh- where were they like who when did they get divorced are the receipt was i at the wedding like when did it happen and he can offer <laughs> explanations and so i'm like all right well i guess he's just trying to appease me and i did find out later that remember i told you about that brandy um cinderella just popping up on the tv i had no idea but my dad tuned in because he knew brandy was gonna be on that's lovely set. so he's been lying to me my whole life <laughs> okay well we love you you'll have to come back again and defend something else Absolutely. um we love you charles bye bye, charles. bye you guys love you bye. oh that was so much fun uh i can't believe we wait, went that whole time without talking about verses until the very end <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so what we have to listen. I'm gonna have to listen to Tony Braxton's album. Yeah, While we're at it, we can listen to Gloria Stefan's new album. Uh, some of these older divas are, are coming out with new albums that we have to listen to. Oh, and we have to go listen to that Donna Summer album for our vinyl. Yeah, club. we sure do. But we'll we'll talk about that album in two weeks. Okay. We'll talk about that in the two weeks. Next week, we uh, have Ashley Mitchell on the podcast from Pride the Series, and she's going to be defending Mariah Carey, her TRL breakdown uh, when she came on <laughs> TRL and had a nervous breakdown. Lord. So we're going to talk all about that. Yeah, it'll probably be about mental health, a good, a good time to talk about mental health. We already talked about our up-and-coming diva of the week. It's Marisha Wallace, the West End Broadway superstar. Uh, Go check out her singles. They're on Spotify and Apple Music, and they're charting on the dance charts. God, her voice is incredible, so go check those out, and have a great week. Love you guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.